0: Hi, everyone. <coughs> Rabbi David tell here from Mishnah Study, Masechet Perik Mishnah Zayin. We're drawing Perik Zayin to a close with the final two Mishnayot, which talk about more situations Rahamim, War, Metaken, that a person can give an oath, administer an oath, and take the money. The Mishnah discusses cases of Yitomim and uh, Almanot. Um, let's read the Mishnah and get into those cases. Just like the Hachamim said, a woman who is. What this means is, as Bartirura says, she takes out her kituba, that's her marriage contract, to be able to collect the payment after her marriage uh, was broken either by the death of her husband or by divorce. She says, yes, I received a portion of the payment due to me for my kituba but I have not received the full payment. And that's what she's coming to claim. Um, a woman who comes and makes such a claim, she's not allowed to collect the remainder of her kitubah unless she takes an oath. This is another example of that she can she can take an oath and then claim the rest of her kituba. And if there should be one witness who claims that the entire kitubah was in fact paid out versus the claim of the woman who says that she has her kitubah in her hand and says she was not fully paid out, which the fact that she has her kitubah in her hand seems to be a proof that she was not fully paid out. Otherwise, the kitubah would have been ripped up or would have had a shuvah, a receipt for it that it was fully paid out. Once again, she cannot claim the rest of that payment unless she takes an oath. Whether she is coming and claiming uh, property which was which was already um, subservient to a debtor, or from the property of yetomim, um, So if her claim is going to have to release um, property which was already um, divvied out to uh, to others. Um, or or the property of orphans, which we are uh, we are often very uh, sensitive towards. So you have a woman who's a widow who's coming and claiming that the orphans, the children of her deceased husband, uh, owe her the kitubah out, and even though she's taking their property, in all of these cases, she must swear, and then she can then and only then can she take um, the property. A woman who is divorced, and let's say her husband moved to another country and is coming to claim her kitubah without the presence of the husband, Loti para Once again, she cannot make her claim and collect her her her, her rightful uh, rightful pay um, unless she takes on an oath. All of these cases are cases of Nishba bin hotel, and they're all listed here for the following case the yitomim lo so to yitomim, those who are orphans themselves, may not collect unless they take on an oath. Um, what is the type of oath that they claim? Shivua abba. They say we take an oath that our father has not uh, given us any command or any instruction regarding a particular loan that he administered, that he's due back. In other words, our father, before he passed away, um, did not tell us anything about this loan that we have uh, through the contract being paid. And our father never told us that it was paid. And we never found any receipts or any types of contracts that say that this uh, that this debt was paid up. In other words, you have um, orphans coming whose father passed away, and they have a shtar, they have a contract that says that a particular individual owed their father money. Uh, had taken out a loan and owed their father money and they have, they come and they say this loan was never paid and they take an oath that their father had not given them any instruction about it being paid, never told them that it was paid, nor did they find any contracts or any shtarot that say that it was paid. So if they take on an oath, they are able to collect that money for that debt as having not been paid. Um, In this instance, the Gemara interjects over here that we are talking about a very specific case. For this, we'll read Rabbeinu Ovadiyah Mibartenura. First thing Rabbeinu Ovadiyah says, This last case, the vechene Yitomim is going back on all of the previous cases that we mentioned before. Um, just like none of the previous cases, can the person making the claim uh, be paid back without an oath. So to overhear the Yitomim who are coming and making a claim, cannot collect their pay without an oath. What are we talking about in this situation, says bar based on the Gemara. He says, We're talking about a situation where orphans are coming to collect from orphans. In other words, both the original Malveh, the loaner, and the Loveh, the borrower, have both passed away. And now the loan and debt have been passed down to their children. Come the children of the Malveh, who are called one Yitomim, and are seeking to extract money from the children of the Loveh, the borrower, who never paid their father back the debt. So this is Yitomim coming to claim from Yitomim, says the Mishnah that they cannot collect without a shivua. Now, comes Rabbi and says, the Mishnah is is established um in a situation kagon she elo hayetomim she ba'im limpara mehem umrim en anu yodim limpara avinu zeh chov imlav where the yetomim who are coming limpara mehem to collect from them they say en eno yodim limpara avinu zeh chov imlav sorry that they are being collected from i apologize right so the the yetomim of the lova right the yetomim of the borrower they say, we do not know we don't know if our father has paid back this debt. And hence the yetomim of the Malveh are coming to extract money from them. And since they don't know whether the debt was paid, they have to claim it with a shivu'ah. However, if the children of the Loveh come and claim that our father said we, he never took out such a loan ever, he had never owed this money whatsoever. Now their claim is less believable because the yetomim are obviously coming with a shtar, with a contract that says that such a, a halva'a took place. So then, Then the, the children of the malveh, the orphans of the malveh, who come and take out a contract on these other yetomim of the malveh, they can collect it without even taking an oath anybody who says I never borrowed the money and then it's proven to be false because they take out a shtad, essentially what he's saying is I never paid that money back. And they have no way of denying the witnesses or the stad, which is a clear testimony and the witnesses' signatures are on the stad, which is clear testimony that their father, in fact, did take such an oath, uh, did take such a such a loan, excuse me. Right? So if in a situation where both people agree to the loan, but the yatomim of the love say, we're not sure if our father paid it back, he may have paid it back, then the yatomim of the malve have to take an oath. But if the, the yatomim of the love say, our father never took such a loan, period, he doesn't owe such money at all, well now that's going to be a harder claim to justify because they have the edim and the shad on the other side saying that he did take that and therefore they can claim it and that, take that money without even having to administer an oath. Now, Furthermore, says, it says bar He says another caveat here is that we, an oath is not sufficient for yetomim to extract money from other yetomim. Unless the malveh, the one who lent the money, passed away before the love, before the borrower. But if the borrower passed away first, then at that moment, the Malveh already is obligated to swear to the children of the Love to take that money. When he didn't receive anything, because our rule is anybody who comes to extract money from orphans, since we're sensitive to the plight of the orphans, they must claim it even with if they have a shtar, even if they have a contract, they must take an oath. So let's set the scene. You have a malveh and a loveh, the loveh passes away and the malveh is coming to collect the debt from the children. In all situations, says Rabbeinu Ovadia, the malveh must swear that the loveh never paid it off and that that loan is valid in order to extract money from the Yitomim. Hence, says the Baratimura, if such a situation happened and then before the malveh took the oath to extract the money from the Yitomim, he too passed away and then passed that down to his children, And now yetomim want to extract from yetomim. The yetomim of the malveh want to extract the money from the yetomim of the loveh. They can't do it. A shivu'ah is not sufficient in this situation. Why? A person does not bequeath money to his children when that money can only be extracted with him taking a shavu'ah. So because the loveh passed away first, the malveh could not take that money unless he swore to the yetomim. Now that he passed away before taking that swear and extracting the money, he cannot bequeath that right down to his children that the children could take an oath and take the money because it was his responsibility to take that oath. That's an important Mamon, A person does not inherit or bequeath money to his children that he was obligated to get to make a Shavu'ah in order to be able to extract that money. The children of the Malve are not able to take an oath which their father had already been obligated to take. So, if the Malve passes away first, then the children have the ability to claim from the Love. And even if the Love passes away, they have the ability to claim it from the children of the Love by taking an oath because there was never an oath obligated on their father, the Malve. But if the Lové passed away first, at which point the Malvé had a Shavu'ah in order to take in order to extract that money, once the Malvé passes away, he does not ch- pass down that right for his children, the yetomim of the Malvé, to take an oath and extract that money. So therefore, our case in the Mishnah is very specific. The Lové's children are making the claim that we're not sure if our father paid back. That's why an oath is required. But also the situation here is that the Malveh passed away first. If the Love passed away first, this situation is not applicable. Yet, says Bar-Tenura, Even though this is the law, If in fact the judge ruled that the children, the yetomim of the Malveh, could take an oath about their father in such a situation, and extract money from that, and they did extract money from that, asui asui, whatever is done, is done. In other words, we recognize that there's a technicality over here that the Yitolim of the Malveh are not permitted to take a Shavu'ah because the love passed away first, but if a Dayan carried it out anyway against the law and the money was extracted, we leave it alone. We do not reverse the transaction because Logically speaking, it would make sense that the Yetomim of the Malveh could take an oath in order to extract money, which seems to be that was never paid back to their father. To close out the Mishnah, we see two other opinions here. Rabbi Hanan bin Baraka Omer, According to Tanakama. The only way the Yitomim of the malve were able to take an oath and claim that money is if they had no instruction from their father, no word from their father, the father seemed to be that the debt was never paid, and they don't find any receipts or any shtarot that indicate that the loan was paid out. Rabbi Yohanan ben is even more lenient. He says even if a child was born after his father passed away, which means he received no verbal instruction from his father regarding this loan, and it's possible that the loan was paid out, the fact that he doesn't find any shtarot is already enough of a proof. He doesn't need any verbal confirmation from his father. The fact that a shtar is already not found to indicate that the loan was paid out is enough of proof that he, it wasn't paid out, and therefore ha Nishbaden Hotel. The child can take an oath and claim that money, even without any verbal confirmation from his father. Amar Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel. Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel adds to this, he says, If there are witnesses, that the father said at the time of his death, that this uh, debt, this contract was not paid out, he's able to claim even without a Shavu'ah because the witnesses are sufficient to not even require a Shavu'ah. So we see two leniences by the Yoharam Ben Beroka and Rabban Shimon Ben Gamliel. Situations where a shivua could be administered according to them, or even a shivua is not necessary because we have enough proof that this was not paid out. Both of which disagree with Tanakamah. Um, In this situation, says Rabeinu of bar Tenura, that halacha according to um, according to Tanakamah, the halacha follows that um, if they don't find any shtar. Then he, he can go out, excuse me, the halakha follows Rabbi bi'ochanam bin biroqa, that if there was no shtar, even if there was no verbal confirmation, as it had, that's enough that it was considered uh, that it was considered uh, not parua. And as well, the halakha follows Shimon gamliel, that the halakha is like that the halakha is that if there were witnesses that it was not parua, that it can be claimed without a shiva. So we do accept that a bin birokah and a on both of these situations. Uh, leniencies against Tanakama regarding the payout of this debt.